aside from a house or a car specifically, what is the most expensive thing you own? Wendy? A car. Name an animal with three letters in its name. Alligator. Name something that's better than being rich. Four. Besides a bird, something in a birdcage. Hamster. Something that comes with a summer storm. Snow. Something Russia is famous for, Bob. Russians. Something a burglar would not want to see when he breaks into a house. Rob. Naked grandma. Reason you might stay indoors on a beautiful day. Because it's raining. Name something you might buy that could turn out to be phony. Yeah, a horse. Name a time that most people get up. In the morning. A time most people go to bed. At night. This is the 7 at 11 on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin. It's that time, Sunday, 11 a.m. Time for the 7 at 11. Normally, Craig's walking you through this. Brian's Ian today is your cousin sub of the day. Kyle Wallace in his normal spot. We've spent so much time over the last nine months talking about the wide receiver position that I thought, given that we finally arrived at the first NFL Sunday of the season, we should culminate this whole crazy journey by talking about receiving. So... Your 7 at 11 list today. And Kyle gets to start, and then if he flubs, the phone lines on the Old National Bank talking text line open up, 800-990-3776. Old National Bank, get old. If he flubs, phone lines are open for you. But today, we are looking for the top 7 leaders in receptions from the last NFL season. We're not going deep into the history vault here. Just the top seven leaders in receptions from the 2021 NFL season. Sometimes recent history is a little more difficult than deep history. So last season? Last season. Okay. So Kyle, we'll start with you. 7 at 11, top seven receivers in terms of receptions from the last NFL season. Well, we know Coop Coop, Coop Cup. Cooper Cup is number one on the list. 145 receptions last NFL season, 1,947 yards and 16 touchdowns. I believe that 145 was a single season NFL record, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it may have been. That's a lot. That's a lot of catches. All right. Now, uh, it's hard. I mean, it's really hard to tell because there's so many great receivers, but yeah. you just don't know. I haven't looked at the top. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with the old the old uh, homer here, uh, now a Las Vegas Raider. Is Devontae on the list? Devontae is number two on the list. Very good, Kyle Wallace. 123 receptions, 1,553 yards, 11 touchdowns. Those are the numbers that are now up for grabs in Green Bay. Like, you got to fill those by committee in some way. 123 catches, almost 1,600 yards and 11 touchdowns to fill that void in Green Bay. Oh, by the way, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I'll give you this one. He was not in the top seven, but you got to fill those numbers, too. Uh, I will say, yeah, fill his numbers. Uh, I'm talking about Marquez Valdez-Scantling. have last year? Nah, probably like 28 catches for 500 yards or 400 yards. He was so. a deep threat. Uh, I want to figure out, before you continue, Kyle Wallace, what, what sort of numbers we're filling for Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who is now a Kansas City Chief. 26 catches, 430 yards, and three touchdowns. I gave him, what, four, nine more catches and like 
fifty more yards. You're yeah, very generous. I don't even understand. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I guess Chiefs do what y'all got to do. All right, keep her moving. Uh, keep going here. I guess I'm gonna go with. Uh, let's say Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's number four on the list today. The Packers will have to defend him at three twenty-five this afternoon. Hundred and eight catches, one thousand six hundred and sixteen yards, and ten touchdowns. Boy, what a deep threat he is. And Jason Wildey, Kyle, talked with us, uh, and you can catch it at WisconsinOnDemand.com after the show, if you please. Talked about how this Vikings offense might look a little bit different uh, under the coordination of their new head coach, Kevin O'Connell. So we'll see what that looks like today. But yeah, J.J. was a freak last year. Well, I'm going to go this one because I'm not, I'm not sure. Mark Andrews, how many did he have? Mark Andrews is a very good guest. He's number five on the list, leading tight ends last year. 107 catches, 1,361 yards, and nine touchdowns. Uh, arguably the best tight end in football. I think there might be, I mean, just, uh, we'll see. Travis Kelsey, he on that list. Travis Kelsey is not on the list. Scrolling, scrolling. Travis Kelsey yeah, 88? was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13th on the list. He had 92 catches 92. for 1,125 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh, certainly a really good weapon for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he gets to play with Marquez Valdez-Scantling now down there. Oh yeah, they're really gonna free. Oh my goodness, I should have went more people. But anyways, I lost it here. But so what did I? What did I end up getting here? So you got number one with Cooper Cup, Los Angeles Rams. Got number two, Devontae Adams, formerly of your Green Bay Packers, now a Las Vegas Raider. You got number four in Justin Jefferson, and you got number five, tight end Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens. We're looking for number three, number six, and number seven on the list. Three. Six and seven. We're looking for the top seven receiving leaders in the National Football League last season in terms of receptions as we kick off this NFL season. 800-990-3776 is the number to get in on the old National Bank talk and text line. Get old. Let's start with Mike in Madison. Morning, Mike. Happy football. Uh, morning. How about uh, Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill is number three on the list. Another receiver that changed teams this offseason. 111 catches last year, 1,239 yards and nine touchdowns. He is now catching footballs thrown by Tua Togvailoa. Uh, they start today against the New England Patriots at home, I believe. So yes, number three on the list is Tyreek Hill. Keep her going, Mike. Okay, uh, anybody who does fantasy football should do pretty well on this list. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought uh, the table was going to be run right Mike, off who the did gate, you uh, – uh, Real quick, who did you take number one in fantasy this year with your pick? Um, well, I had the sixth pick overall, okay. and I took Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon of uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, who represented the AFC in the Super Bowl. Good pick. Yeah. All righty. Yeah, I got yeah, I got Mixon, then I got uh, Josh Allen, and then Jamar Chase. So, That's not bad. It's a good, um, good trio. No, uh, I think so. How about uh, Deontay Johnson? Deontay yeah, Johnson, machine. Yes, of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 107 catches. Really? 1,161 yards and eight touchdowns. Yeah. He was number six on the list. I had him on my fantasy team. He sat on the bench most of the season. That just shows you how good my team was. How is that possible? He, I, that I, had, I had top seven wide receiver. I had in the Cooper league. in. I had cupping somebody. I had to look last year. It was in the keeper league. I had a really good. Oh, Mike Evans was on my team. Yeah, it's funny, you know. Uh, the the Steelers struggled a lot of last year, and Ben was hurt. Ben Roethlisberger before he retired, but they snuck into the playoffs right at the end, if I'm not mistaken, and got bounced. So uh, yeah, Deontay Johnson, number six on the list, 107 catches last NFL season. So we've got one through six. Can Mike finish off the list with number seven? Um. Out 
fielder for the Brewers, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is number eight, nine, ten. Oh! On the list, it was a great guess, Mike. Thank you so much for playing. Appreciate your Hunter Renfro of your Milwaukee Brewers and also of the Las Vegas Raiders. 103 catches, 1,038 yards, excuse me, and nine touchdowns last season. He sneaked into the top ten. He's going to be interesting. That whole Raiders team is going to be fascinating. And coming up in our next segment here on Sunday Karma, as we continue with the the 7-11, we'll we'll continue it momentarily. But um, I've got my top five non-Packers storylines from this first NFL Sunday coming up. And that Raiders offense, I'm just really curious to see if they are star-spangled awesome like everybody's expecting them to be with the addition of Devontae Adams because they got some weapons there. Darren Waller signed his new contract over the last couple of days. Hunter Renfro is a great slot option, and we know what Tay can be, but can it all come together with Derek Carr? We'll talk about it coming up in just a couple of minutes. We do have to get number seven, though. Let's keep it moving with Chef Ed. What's up, Chef Ed? You were on Sunday Karma across ESPN Wisconsin. We're looking for the seventh Leading receiver in receptions from last NFL season, 7 out of 11. Good morning, Brian. How's it going? Season opener day. Can't get any better. It's the best, my I friend. Thought, I thought for sure Honest, Honest Mike was going to run the table on me, but he left me a cupcake. He, that's, I don't know if he was just joking with the Hunter Renfro, but he left me a it's, it's Keenan Allen. It is Keenan Allen. Very good, Chef Ed. You've won yourself an ESPN Milwaukee t-shirt, 94.5 ESPN. Keenan Allen, I feel like, is like a sneaky, quiet, great wide receiver. I don't know if it's because he plays uh, for, for the Chargers and they're always kind of getting into debacles late in the season or with you know clock management and all that stuff, but he always has productive seasons. 106 catches, 1,138 yards, six touchdowns for the Chargers last year with a great budding star quarterback in Justin Herbert. Congratulations, Chef Ed. Hang on the line. Kyle's going to take your information. You have won yourself a 94.5 ESPN t-shirt. So yeah, that top seven from last year, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Mark Andrews, Deontay Johnson, Keenan Allen. The fascinating part about that to me is I don't know if that list is going to be the same this year. Or if it's going to look vastly different because a lot of those guys are undergoing change into this NFL season. You look at Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, he didn't look right on Thursday night in that 31-10 loss to the Bills. I think his elbow is not 1,000%. So could that inhibit Cooper Cup? I think so. Devontae Adams obviously shifting offenses, new quarterback, new scheme, new conference. Tyreek Hill, same thing. I don't think Tua's a good quarterback. And now Tyree Kill has oh, to catch balls. Why I do Tua like that? Tua's just, not bad. Uh, uh, has he shown you anything good? Tua made some good plays last year. I, I listen, I, I think I signed Tua for a game, and he actually did well for me. He got like 19 points. Tua is not a terrible quarterback. I'll believe I it can, when I see it. I can't wait. You got more faith than Sammy Watkins than you got Tua Tagovailoa? That's a great question, and I think I do. Oh my gosh! Well, I'll I hope believe that, I hope when that, I see it. I hope that's true. I, I believe too when I see it. But Tyreek Hill's got to adjust to him. Certainly, you would agree with this, Kyle. A demotion from Patrick Mahomes. Just a little bit. Yeah, two is not just better a couple, than Pat Mahomes. A couple of notches down. Um, Justin Jefferson, we've been talking through him. Uh, new offense for JJ throughout the show. Could Kirk Cousins be better? He's Maybe. talking Could big. He's talking big stuff. He's, uh, saying he's gonna be wide open. Mark Andrews. Like Lamar is a great question mark going into this season. In a contract year, he and the Ravens were not able to come to an agreement on a new contract before today's game. So, Do you think that's on him? I mean, $135 yeah, million? coming up for sure. We'll get to, we'll get to LJ. Deontay Johnson, 
I, I would imagine he takes a dip in production with Mitchell Trubisky slash Kenny Pickett throwing him the football. Are they just as good? Is it having Ben Roethlisberger just back there, a statue back there, just you know? Is this lift the team? Or I don't know. Is it, would you, or, would, I you, would think... you rather have a, like 60% Ben Roethlisberger or 100% Mitchell Trubisky? I think I would rather have Kenny Pickett. Okay. Than, honestly, <laughs> I would rather have Kenny Pickett than a 39, 40-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. That's fair. I would. Uh, and then Keenan Allen, I think, is the guy you could see maybe a spike and a buoy because the Chargers are really good. They're only getting better uh, as you know they kind of settle into a new scheme out there in L.A. And Justin Herbert's only going to get better. So those are your top seven. That's your seven at 11. By the way, just outside the top seven, Steph on Diggs, Hunter Renfro, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Travis Kelsey. So that is your 7 out of 11. Congratulations to Chef Ed, your victor today. Coming up next, we'll continue talking Packers. We want to hear from you. Players you're excited to watch in today's opener against the Minnesota Vikings. And I also want to get to my top five storylines from around the NFL that I'm curious about today. That's next on Sunday Karma across ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Brian D in for Craig Karmazin. This is Sunday Karma across ESPN Wisconsin. We are inching second by second closer to kickoff. Packers Vikings 325. Pre-game starts on the Tundra Trio Radio Network right here on ESPN Wisconsin at noon. Greg Matzik and our brand new teammate Gary Ellerson going to take you right up to kickoff. Excited to have Gary on board. He's hanging out in the studio right now. Maybe we can catch up and do a little crosstalk with him just before noon. We're also looking today on Sunday Karma for the one Green Bay Packer you're most excited to watch today in this week one opener in Minnesota against the Vikings. I set off the top of the show with Sammy Watkins for me. Not necessarily because he's going to be the most impactful Green Bay Packer this year. Obviously everybody's pumped to see what Aaron Rodgers can do now that he's back and his future is secure in Green Bay. But given the current status of the wide receiver core, no Alan Lazard today. He's doubtful to play with an ankle. So he's, he's going to miss it. Romeo Dobbs, a lot of great fra- flashes in the preseason games, but still a rookie. Christian Watson, highest draft pick for the Packers in terms of wide receiver this year, uh, early in the second round. He's going to take his first NFL game snaps of any kind today. It's hard to expect a jump from the college he played at to NFL Week 1 and make an impact. Can Amari Rogers step up? We don't know. Randall Cobb. Later in his career. So Sammy's the one guy that's kind of the question mark that didn't hear a whole lot about him through preseason and training camp. Aaron Rodgers patted him on the back a little bit out of those joint practices with the New Orleans Saints. I'm curious to see what we get out of Sammy Watkins today. 800-990-3776 is the phone number for you to get in on the old National Bank talk and text line. Get old. Which Packer are you most excited to watch in today's game? All right, Kyle. In addition to Packers-Vikings, we've obviously got a full slate of games starting in 40 minutes here um, throughout the NFL today. 
There are some storylines I'm fascinated to watch as well outside of Packers-Vikings. Let's get into them right now. Top five storylines from Week 1 NFL Sunday. All right, number five here. The GOAT. He's back. After a wishy-washy up-and-down offseason, Tom Brady's playing football again. And it's been a weird offseason for Tom Brady. He retired, then he unretired, then he showed up to training camp, then he left training camp for 11 days, and we don't know why he left training camp for 11 days. He came back looking like he got a whole heck of a lot of plastic surgery. It was very bizarre. But he's back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have a hell of a football team still who will pose a threat to the Packers to get out of the NFC still. And they open with a big game tonight, Sunday Night Football in Dallas against the Cowboys. That's a marquee matchup with Mike McCarthy, who I think might be, just given how things have gone in Dallas and how they move on quickly, could be on his last leg down there in Dallas if things don't go great this season. They're already talking about Sean Payton. I know. That's what happens when a free agent hits the market like Sean Payton did. So. What does Tom Brady have left this late in his career? Motivationally, where is he going to be at? I'm fascinated to watch Tom Brady come back after the offseason that he had. That is number five for me. Number four. We just talked about him in our last segment, Kyle. Lamar Jackson. What a fascinating situation this is. Lamar is betting on himself. And this dude is still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. We forget he's not far removed from winning an NFL MVP award. I believe he was the last dude to win an NFL MVP before Aaron Rodgers, if I'm not mistaken. Like, he's damn good, and he's holding out for a fully guaranteed contract that the Baltimore Ravens do not want to give him. Now, if I'm the Ravens, I am irate with my divisional foe, the Cleveland Browns, who set the quarterback standard with a guaranteed contract to Deshaun Watson, a guy that I don't believe deserved it, who, by the way, is not going to play for a huge chunk of this NFL season. And I think Lamar's doing the right thing going, that guy, that guy got paid fully guaranteed money and hasn't played football in two seasons and isn't going to play for you until the fourth quarter of this NFL season. And now I have to go out there and play on a contract year and you're not going to pay me and I'm an NFL MVP? That's crazy to me. You can't do that. So I'm curious to see Lamar kind of go scorched earth. I think he's going to be tremendously motivated this NFL season. He's dynamic with his legs, obviously with his arm, and he bulked up. He weighs like 230 now. Like he, he, I think some injury issues plagued him a little bit, and he understands the style of football he plays. He needs to be a little bit bigger and bulkier and willing to take the beatings that an NFL season will put on you. So he bulked up. I am excited to watch the 2022 version of Lamar Jackson. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens taking on the New York Jets today. I think that should be a victory for the Ravens, especially if LJ comes out motivated. And they lost their uh, tight ends coach. They're in trouble. That is not going to be a huge issue. I'm telling you, (laughs) after what I saw yesterday, that is not going to be a huge issue. Uh, Number three, I'm really curious to see how the dynamic works for another NFC foe, the Green Bay Packers, the quarterback dynamic in San Francisco. Trey Lance has the keys to the offense from Kyle Shanahan out there in San Francisco, and they had every intention of moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo, despite the fact that he started in a Super Bowl recently, had a fourth quarter lead in the Super Bowl recently. Took them to the NFC Championship game last year and was an interception away from taking them to the Super Bowl again. The Niners had every intention of moving on from Jimmy G until last week. And they were like, ah, all right, we'll let him hang around. He'll take one year, six mil, and be the backup. 
is that really going to be the case? Or if Trey Lance struggles, is the temptation going to be there to try and flip-flop and play Jimmy G and try and win some football games? Because outside of the quarterback position, that's the big question mark for them. The, the rest of that roster is Super Bowl, Super Bowl caliber. Yeah, it sure. is. Uh, what I don't want to... I'm trying to figure out this. Is... Did Trey Lance win the position or was he given the position? Like when you when things go bad, well, if things go bad and he's not playing well after maybe the first four games, do you say okay, we sit him back down, we put in Jimmy G? Because the players on the team they know who has the talent on that team. Yeah, a guy like Debo Samuel, who probably is now the leader of that team, is and George Kittle. They're probably gonna be like, hey, we got a better guy on the bench. We know what he can do. Now the other interesting kind of twist to this story that we got this morning from Adam Schefter was Shefty reported that apparently the Los Angeles Rams were interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, if things didn't work out in San Francisco and if Stafford's elbow wasn't 100%, they were interested in kicking the tires on Jimmy Garoppolo and trying to bring him in. So I think that underscores a conversation we had earlier in the show, Kyle, about how Stafford's probably not 100%. He certainly didn't look like it in that week one opener on Thursday night against the Bills. That He just had some throws that were uncharacteristic for him. He was missing. And... That also says a lot about what Sean McVay and the Rams feel like Jimmy Garoppolo still has in the tank. So this whole NFC West dynamic with Jimmy G and Trey Lance and the Rams going to be fascinating to watch. That's number three. Number two for me is the turf at Soldier Field. Did you see what's going on today? If you've looked out your window in the Midwest today, we're getting washed out. You can see it. It's apparent. And it's great for football watching because we can all sit inside and watch. Dry on our couches. Not great for football playing. Especially not good for football playing if you resodded your field six days ago. Throughout the preseason, the Bears had some well-documented, well-reported, well-talked-about issues with their turf. Because the city of Chicago owns Soldier Field, and the turf is terrible, and they don't take good care of it, and that's why you're seeing the rumors of the Bears trying to move to Arlington and build a whole new stadium, indoor, new facility, new title town district, so to speak. So the city of Chicago threw the Bears a bone and said, we'll resod the field. And they resodded the field Monday, last Monday, Labor Day. They spent all day rolling out huge swatches of turf. And as you've seen today, if you've looked out your window, the entire Midwest is getting doused by rain. So we're getting video of... The drainage at Soldier Field, just it's a disaster. It looks like a swimming pool because they resodded the turf six days ago. It just doesn't give it time to rest and set in. So I think we're in for a slop fest at Soldier Field today as the Bears kick off their season against Trey Lance and those San Francisco 49ers. I think it's going to be an ugly game. And once again, it's just another thing that we can laugh at the Bears about. <sighs> they just can't get it right. <sighs> They tried to do something right, and then they still got it wrong. And it, but by the way, like we can laugh at it. It creates dangerous. Field, yeah, field, play. No, playing it's, it's, it's not. It's not safe for players. This is an ankle or ACL waiting to happen for all these guys. Like San Francisco for for Justin Fields, who's a mobile quarterback. You want your your future, and I'm doing air quotes here in the the one call. Woo! Shots fire. You want your future running around in the swimming what do you mean, pool? Future. Future. Future for Justin Fields. Oh, I like Justin Fields. I, I like him too, but he ain't I don't the think future. he's set up to succeed right now. Nah, 
Which is not on him as much I, as it is the Bears. I can't wait to Mitchell Trubisky looks like a serviceable NFL quarterback going this to, year. Sir. You know what's going to And the happen. Bears fans have to deal with that while Justin Fields still struggles a little Say bit because of the team around him. what you want about Mitchell Trubisky. He took, that, he took that franchise to the playoffs two times in three years, and then they cut him loose. Oh, they, they tend to do that, don't they? Yeah, that's what they do. All right, number one. Devontae Adams. First game with his buddy. This is what he wanted, right? Happy trails, Tay. You got what you wanted. You're in Vegas. You're with your boy, Derek Carr. You got some weapons on offense out there with Darren Waller, newly minted contract, Hunter Renfro, not the Brewers outfielder, the the slot wide receiver for the Raiders. You got Josh McDaniels in his second stint as an NFL head coach. And hey, it's rubber hits the road quick here. It's trial by fire for the Las Vegas Raiders today on the road against the Los Angeles Chargers, who for a lot of people are a sexy pick to win that up for grabs AFC West all of a sudden. Now, you can't discount the Chiefs, but they got their own issues with Tyreek Hill moving on to to Miami. They're going to have to restructure some things. So I'm really curious to see if Tay continues to be Tay or if the Raiders struggle a little bit. That game kicks off once again at 325 alongside Packers-Vikings. Those are my top five non-Packers storylines to keep your eyes on throughout the National Football League today. Boy, is it going to be fun to watch that swimming pool match between the Chicago Bears. So you're going to watch that game? I have to. You know, the worst thing about going to grad school in Michigan was the fact that if the Packers and the Lions both played at noon, I had to watch the Lions. And then it didn't happen often. It didn't. But let me tell you, I was heated. I got to watch this garbage. Yeah. Then you got to go to the sports bar and find the NFL Sunday ticket package or find like a janky stream on Reddit. Yeah. Yep. 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 Janky stream it was. Janky stream it was. I was just so upset. I'm like, we got to watch this garbage. Watch the Lions sit here and lose this game in the last. In the fourth quarter. Yep. It was the same thing every week. All right. Coming up next year on Sunday Karma across ESPN Wisconsin, it's about that time. I feel like Lizzo. I didn't mean to say that. Uh, It's about that time to... Gary Ellison's laughing at me now. It's about that time to make our Palermo's picks. Cover 5 will do that on the other side. It is Sunday Karma across ESPN Wisconsin. It's that time. Yes, it's finally here. Craig makes his picks of the week. You can bet the house on it. Picks of the week on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin. Presented by Palermo's Pizza, Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Can't wait to see what happens next. On ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Palermo's picks and cover five. New wrinkle today. Kicking off the cover five season. It actually started Thursday night if you were on top of it. But here's the deal. Cover five. Cover5.com or download the cover five app right now. It's our brand new app. Use the promo code WI22. Wisconsin 22. WI22 when you sign up. You make your five picks every week. Five picks against the spread in the NFL. And you get points. So I'll give you an example. I picked the Bills against the Rams on Thursday night. The Bills were a one-point favorite. They won by 21, so I got 20 points. That's how it works. So you pick against the spread, you get points against the spread. Did I mention this was free? I've been mentioning it all week on WTMJ here on ESPN Wisconsin. It's free. No credit card, no debit card necessary. You don't put that stuff in at all. 
free to sign up. You make your picks. Every week, you could win 100 bucks cash. And at the end of the year, our grand prize winner is going to win a Tundra Trio experience. The Tundra Trio is incredible. There are luxury tailgate homes in the shadow of Lambeau Field, top shelf liquor and drinks and beer, all you can eat food, and then you can just roll into the stadium and watch football. It's unbelievable. So that's your grand prize at the end of the season. Get it done right now. You've got 20 minutes until the noon game start. Cover5.com or the Cover5 app and use that promo code WI22. Now, the other wrinkle here, Kyle Wallace, is we've got our internal show competition going on as well. We sure do. So, I, like, I, I'm still scarred, literally and figuratively, by what I had to do by losing last year. So I just want you to walk everybody through the punishments that happened last year and then the punishments that we've agreed upon this season. You uh, so you still got some bumps, razor. So I guess not yeah. razor bumps, yeah, a little, little bit uh, redding. It wasn't razor bumps. There was uh, no razors anywhere. Maybe I'm asking too much information, too invasive. Dude, you heard it live on the air. It, it, you took it like a it, champ. It can't. Be, it can't be more invasive than doing it live on the air. Um, for losing last year's Palermo's picks that we will be doing through Cover Five this year, my penalty was to get a Brazilian wax. It happened. Gary Ellerson is like, are you kidding me? Yes, it actually happened, Gary. I went out to the European Wax Center in Menominee Falls, and I had to get that done as my punishment for losing the Palermo's picks with everybody involved. With Homer, with Tausch, with Craig. Who else was in it last year? Ben Brust. Ben Brust. Did throw, we miss throw somebody? Gary's mic on. He's got questions for me. Gary Ellerson making, uh, I guess, his... his uh, he were on Wildey and Tausch, so this isn't your debut. Second appearance on ESPN Wisconsin. Live debut, right? But in studio. I should say yes, live, live in, in studio. studio yeah. Debut. What do you got, Gary? So what's a uh, Brazilian wax? I had to get my nether regions waxed. He didn't get the full one though, because he's supposed to what get. You mean I didn't get the full? You got you supposed to get in between them cheeks too, but you didn't that get happened. that. Oh, you got between the cheeks you too. You heard this live on the air. <laughs> I know between the two. Wait, wait, wait! I don't remember you flipping <laughs> I was over. I'm sitting there I talking to you guys on my cell phone Man, with guys, my AirPods. Guys in. don't get correct. Yeah, I understand. Guys don't get Brazilian waxes. That was the punishment for a season of horrific picks against the spread in the NFL. I lost to Homer. I lost to Tausch. I lost to Ben Brust. I lost to Craig Karmason, founder and CEO, normal host here on Sunday Karma. This was a 17-week-long punishment. And if any of those guys would have lost, it would have been the same thing. So did it hurt? Hell yeah, it hurt. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he, he took it like a champ. He made it sound like it didn't hurt. I would have been screaming. I don't know how far... I can go with this. Okay. Well, so this year's punishment is not that bad, Gary, if you okay. want to get in on the pitch. No, I'm not doing it. Okay. Anything. No, no I'm worries. Not doing that. Uh, this year's punishment, Kyle, is should we drum roll this? The loser has to take the ACT, right? Yes, it ha- has to take like the ACT. Yeah. testing. And see, the embarrassing part is not having to take the ACT. It's having to tell people what the score you got on the ACT would be. Correct. Yeah. That's the yeah. embarrassing part. And I, you know, listen, my ACT score wasn't the greatest. I was average. Mine wasn't either. I was average. I was the, I was the average student in high school, and I was the national average. What so did you I, have? I, I had a 21. I scored okay, a 21. I had a 24. And so I, I was Gary, the average. did you take the ACT? And you, was that, like, a, a thing when you were back in back in high school? He got into Madison, so he had to, he had to do decently well. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe somebody... Took it for me. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, well, I guess it's, it's, past, it's past that time. So after seven years, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. I got in. That's all I yes. need to know. Okay, good. He passed. He I got passed. in. Well, you know, I heard there was a rumor. But I think too. we had maybe it was SAT. That's how old yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. I, I took both when yeah. I had to get into college. Um, 
I don't remember what I got in the SAT, but the ACT was a 24. There's a rumor on the street that Ben Brust, another esteemed U- University of Wisconsin-Madison alum, he got a 12. He didn't what? get no 12. That's what, what Craig told me. Ben ain't no. getting no 12 on the ACT. Listen, UW-Madison does not let nobody in with a 12 on the ACT. And Ben well, Brust is a great minute. player. If you drive hard to the hole... Could he like shoot ben the rock? Brust, he did. Listen, he shoot it from half court. Ben Bruss is a hooper. Uh, he's a hooper. Go. But Ben, listen, that is five star treatment. If Ben was not no five star player coming out of Illinois, he was not. I'm just saying, ben, like Ben can ball, he can hooper, and Ben is intelligent. I know he got better than a 12. I know it. That to be a true and to be a fact. Look, last Sunday, I joined this program over the phone to talk about Cover Five and talk about Palermo's picks. Craig had me on. Kyle, you were off, so DJ Stanek, producer DJ, was filling in. And that was brought up. Craig said that Benny Bruss got a 12 on the ACT. I don't know how you get into Madison with a 12. You don't. I I worked in the misses. You don't. Let's loop this back in. I hope he finishes last in our picks on Cover 5 this year. You want to see that? Well, Yeah, because I want to see him take the ACT you again see and see if he does better or worse than a 12 with another well, decade-plus of experience in but, life. But here's the thing. Not everybody are good test takers, though. That's true. Right? That's true. That's, it doesn't like signify you, you, how you, smart or dumb you are. I totally Some agree. people just don't take tests Somebody could well. be, You're right, Gary. People could be street smart, yeah. right? but not good test takers. When you throw them in a desk. I mean— a guy like Mark Tauscher. Yes. You know? Okay, well, is that is that is that a Which one is he? Mark <laughs> I don't know no. which one Mark is. Street smart. He definitely is. Yeah, Auburndale. Yes. Street smart. Absolutely. But would he be would he be a good test taker? I don't know. We might find out at the end of the year. I know one thing. I'm not a good test taker. Last time I had to take a test with the GMAT or excuse me, the GRE and and my mother was very ashamed because I told her I said, Listen, Ma, this test was taking too long, so I just started click, 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 okay. click, clicking We're away. We're gonna figure out uh, what Greg Matzik got on the ACT momentarily. Well, you know? I mean, he he probably blew he's the charts smart, off. That, yeah. that guy there. Yeah, he's a good test taker and street yeah. smart. He's got oh, some yeah. guys have it all. See, I'm just street smart. But That's- is it like maybe a little faux pas, maybe if you're from Auburndale and being street smart, I'm not sure. I mean, does that? <laughs> well, they don't have a lot of streets in Auburndale, right? So uh, you you only have to be smart on a couple of streets in Auburndale. That's the way it goes. <laughs> I don't know if they've got a stoplight up there in Auburndale. Shout out to Auburndale. Um, all right, let's go through Shout our picks for the week. Auburndale. This is our start. Um, so I already unveiled one of mine, Kyle, and we'll go around the horn here, Palermo's picks. Get a Palermo's pizza in the oven for the 325 kickoff this afternoon. Palermo's is the best. Uh, my first pick was the Buffalo Bills on Thursday night. They were a one-point favorite. They won by 21 despite four turnovers on the road against the Super Bowl champs. So I got 20 points for that pick already. So I'm off to a solid start. The ACT is in the rearview mirror for me right now, but we got 17 long weeks to go. Um, My second pick, Baltimore Ravens. I love a motivated Lamar Jackson trying to get that fully guaranteed contract. They're taking on the Jets today. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, but I like the Baltimore Ravens today. This is the one that makes me nervous of the five that I picked this week. San Francisco going to Chicago. I would have loved minus six-and-a-half. Until the weather swooped in. The weather's the great neutralizer. And Gary, you could speak to this as somebody that played the game. Even if you're a big favorite in the NFL or in college football, sometimes the weather wipes out good, bad, good team, bad team, what we can do in the passing game, running game. The weather can be that great neutralizer, and it looks like it might be the case in Chicago. Well, it depends on dome team, non-dome team. I play outside, Soldier Field, Chicago. They're used to it. Mm -hmm. You know, back when I played, they had real grass, obviously still have Grass is always long yep. when it rains there, and it always comes up. It never stays put. And then they bring all the 
field crew out yeah. in between commercial breaks to throw down like green seed. Oh, okay. Just to make the picture look good. But as the one of the worst fields in the NFL. Well, it's exacerbated today by the fact, and we talked about this earlier in the show, Gary, that they just relayed sod at Soldier Field on Monday. They do it all the time. Yeah. Before a game. Which is crazy. Always. So it looks like a swimming pool. And they'll relay it again next Monday. It's nuts. So uh, that one makes me a little bit nervous, but I do have San Francisco in that game. uh, Well, because San Francisco want to run the football anyway, so you're good. That's true. That's absolutely true. Uh, Next one. Boy, this revenge game for Baker Mayfield against the Cleveland Browns. I love Carolina today. I think Carolina might win that game by three touchdowns over the Cleveland Browns. Ooh, three touchdowns. So well, you're low on the Browns or you're just high on Baker Mayfield's I, I told, ability to do well in a I'm, revenge I'm, game? I'm I know. Who are they starting at quarterback? Jacoby Brissett? Uh, Jacoby Brissett is decent. Come on. He's, he's decent. Yeah, he's, he's, he's decent. He's like the best run, third string quarterback in football. Yeah, run the ball, you know. Find Njoku, find Cooper. But Baker do in some. revenge games. When did Baker, if Baker Mayfield was so good where he can go into a revenge game, he would still be a Cleveland Browns quarterback. I don't quarterback. know where we swung on Baker Mayfield. He shredded his shoulder last year and played through it for three quarters of the year, and all of a sudden the dude sucks. Wait, had, wait, wait. Wait, Baker, stop for a second. Let me talk. Go he ahead. He had that Browns team within 10 seconds of the AFC Championship game two years ago at Arrowhead. On the road against the Chiefs, the Browns almost won that game. Baker's good when he's healthy. He's above average. We just saw him play through a shredded shoulder for 15 weeks last year. I'm expecting him to bounce back in a big way this year and today against his former team that cut him loose for no reason for a guy that's not going to play for three quarters of the year that has some well-documented off the field. Well, he may win his game, but he's not good. Baker Mayfield's awful, dude. Oh, he's not Aaron Rodgers. John Dorsey, they, they, they screwed that whole pick up. He should have never been the first player. Totally. It should have been on. Josh Allen, of Come course. On. There were five quarterbacks taken in that draft. Josh Allen should have gone number right? one. And the Browns had two picks in the top four passed on him twice. So, yes, of course. Baker's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be Josh Allen. He's not going to be a, an MVP. Is he better than the then four who? interception guy that showed up in Green Bay at Lambeau last year? Yes, because he was playing with a shredded shoulder. His shoulder looked like you got to have a run game. Yeah. Got to have a run game with him. Yeah. And uh, Christian McCaffrey, by the way, is back and healthy for the Carolina Panthers. For now. (laughs) For now. Until next week. For now. (laughs) For a quarter. For now. We'll see how far that goes. Uh, And my last pick, boy, I'm wishy washy on this Packers Vikings game. For now. I'm wishy washy on this Packers Vikings game. As much as I want to pick the Packers today, there's too many question marks on offense for me to do it. So I'm going to take Minnesota plus one and a half. I will gladly take the ACT picking the Green Bay Packers in a one and a half point spread. Okay, gladly, okay. gladly. I'm That's willing. Fair. I'm willing to do. I'm willing to get the ACT test book for dummies. It's twenty nine seventy four on Amazon. I am willing to do that for my Green Bay Packers. So, I am. So I, I'm a sucker. Those are my five for the week: Bills, Ravens, Niners, Panthers, Vikings. Kyle, real quick, what do you got for your cover five picks? Promo code WI twenty two. So for my cover five picks, I just joined, I'm in multiple leagues. I'm in the Truth League, Truth twenty two. One one seven, the Truth. I'm eight. in the. GKB League as well. And then also I am in the ESPN Wisconsin League. And I'm really upset because I just joined this league, so I did not get to pick Buffalo like the rest of you all. Yep. Disappointed about that. But I'm rolling with you. I'm also going with Baltimore with four and a half point spread there over the Jets. I'm actually going to go Cincinnati. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to be that good this year. And Cincinnati 
They are the reigning AFC champion. They are. And they are a really good football team that should be the team that should be the team to be in the AFC. The line got better, too. But nobody's really talking about it. And they have a year together in advance. So I'm going with Cincinnati as well. I'm going with Philadelphia over the Detroit Lions. And I already told you I'm going with my Green Bay Packers. And then I'm picking the Denver Broncos to cover the spread against Seattle. So there you go. Those are our Cover 5 picks for Week 1. We will keep you posted throughout the season. Sign up right now. You've got 10 minutes until the noon games kick off. Cover 5 or the Cover 5 app. It's free to play. Use the promo code WI22. You can win 100 bucks this week, next week, all 17 weeks of the NFL season, and a Tundra Trio experience for our grand prize winner at the end of the year. We will wrap things up on the other side and take you into Green Bay Game Day with Greg Matzik and Gary Ellerson. This is Sunday Karma across ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around, and the rumpus and ruck is so comfortable. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. So I got an apartment. Craig will be back in the mix for week two. We got to worry about week one right now. Brian Dean is your cousin sub of the day. Kyle Wallace in his normal chair. And I got friends in studio now. They've got Green Bay game day coming up. In mere moments here on the Tundra Trio Radio Network across ESPN Wisconsin, it's Greg Matzik and former Green Bay Packer Gary Ellerson, our brand new teammate. Fellas, excited to have you kicking off this season in just a couple of minutes. My first question is, Greg Matzik, what did you get on the ACT? Uh, 27. Okay. I think. We knew it. Uh, what? You're bright. You're mean? bright. Well, I didn't do you well in everybody. math. I think I had a 21 in math. But like, I, reading I had a science, disrespect. Like... Did y'all hear the disrespect? I, that's the national average, Greg. Is that right? Yeah. Well, no, I no, struggled no. in math. Well, you, your struggle was my blessing. So uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess I did test out of it now in college. But uh, reasonable score. But hey, you know what? I'm we'll still on the it. waiting list at Madison. I didn't get into UW. You're still waiting. I'm still on the waiting list. They I got into Michigan State. I got into Arizona State. Uh, I got into Oshkosh. <laughs> no issue there. Do you have any uh, college football eligibility left? Because they could use some help out No, there. I used all my eligibility up in uh, track and field. Okay. All right. It's all gone. Okay. You guys may be missing the boat here. Okay. The highest ACT score Maybe a guy that went to Marquette. Is it Well, now who? Let me look it at the me. scandalist I, here, right? I, I went to Marquette. I said I got a 24. So I, that's so. obviously not the case. What did T. Smith get? Is this T. T. Smith? Yeah, what did Tony get? Mm. The Tulsa East boy, what did he got, like a 34? Tony is smart. Tony's a smart guy. I think Tony may have got like a 35. Okay, wow. well, I think 36 is about the best you can do. Is that right? I, like Honestly, I think 35 is probably high, but I would bet. I mean, Tony is smart. I mean, he's sharp. Is that, is that Tulsa East? That it is, is Tulsa East. East. Yes. Good, yeah. good education over there. Yeah, well, no back doubt. in the day, I don't know what it's like now. I would bet on Tony Smith having the highest AT- ACT score of all <laughs> okay. of us. I really would. So uh, now I will say this: I took it twice because I got a twenty-five. The or twenty, I got twenty-five the first time. I okay. took it again and got a twenty-seven. Very good. So improvement. Um, no ACT scores required for Green Bay game day. What can we expect? Uh, yeah, I didn't know what was going on. I just came in to get my power cord. I left it at home apparently. But uh, uh, here we go. I, I've never been able to do this in my career. And Gary, I don't know if you have either. We are launching a radio network right in four minutes. Yeah. We're launching a radio network. This is amazing, my friend. Super excited about it. Uh, great to team up with you, Greg. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun all year long. And uh, and I think it's going to be an exciting season. We have no idea what this offense is going to look like. If someone tells you they do, they're lying. 
I don't think they know what it's going to look like. We talked to Jason Wildy about an hour ago, and he had a sit-down conversation with Matt LaFleur. You can read it in the State Journal this morning. Matt LaFleur doesn't know what to expect. Right. There you go. They don't know what's going on. Well, that's what happens, man. You treat the preseason like a joke. Sometimes the joke is on you like it was in week one of last season. Well, hopefully they hit the ground running. Kickoff in a little over three hours' time, but in a little less than three minutes' time. Green Bay game day with these two guys right here, Greg Matzik and Gary Ellerson. Thank you for hanging out with us today on Sunday Karma across ESPN Wisconsin. Green Bay game day next on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. This is ESPN Wisconsin and ESPNWisconsin.com.